Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hi, peeps. Well, we're doing another episode here on, um, kind of on grief, but just the question, does time heal all? I just celebrated, I guess you could say, it's not really a celebration because he's not here. My son, Linton Miles, just turned 40 or would have been 40 this January 16th. And it got me thinking, it blew my mind, first of all, that um, 40 years have gone by since I said goodbye to him. And does time heal all? Does it How does that feel after 40 years? You know, it's funny, we're talking about this now and a few episodes back, we talked about grief because, you know, losing my my brother and my dad just a month and a half ago, grief has been like pretty forefront (laughs) in my mind right now. And, um, And just going through the things like what I felt these last 40 years and how grief uh, changes over the years and, and the things I didn't know when I first started this grief journey, I am just in shock. And my daughter, Dominique and I were sitting in the kitchen on his birthday. We, we, she brought me flowers and we sang happy birthday and I always light a candle and I put his picture with me, with him by that. And so we put all those things together and we were just like, wow. 30 years or 40 years. And, and Dominique goes, I'm going to be 30 this year. And I, and I'm like, what? And she goes, how did that happen? And I'm like, yeah, cause I'm still 30. Like what? And thinking who I was, she's actually older than I was when I gave birth to Linton. So who I was as a 26 year old girl who had to say goodbye to her son, thinking that I was never going to live again, that that, this man, that's it. Like, I don't even know how to survive after this. I was shocked that I have all the life I have lived between now and then. And what I've learned and seen through all this time, just wanted to share those things with you because maybe you're on the beginning journeys of your grief journey. Maybe you've lost someone you love and you're just like, I don't even know if life's going to look the same Um, I will tell you it will not. It won't look the same. It's never going to be the same again. It will be different, but there is more. There is no timeline for grief. We all know that. Um, Hopefully we know that. My gosh, still people. (laughs) There's still people who are like, oh, you'll get better over time. It's like, no, you will not. I tell people I actually mourn for Linton more now because I think I was in such shock when that happened and... I didn't grow up knowing how to handle grief. We were taught to shove it down. Don't talk about it ever again. It's done and over with. You're good. And so having an unhealthy knowledge of how to handle grief, I didn't mourn my son for probably 25 years, if I'm being honest. Um, Certainly I cried. Certainly I I felt all the feelings, but I didn't know what to do with those feelings. And so 
I would just push them down. Like, we got to keep going. And then at the time, I'm getting, I'm leaving my husband. And so, you know, I'm like, I got to get a job. I got to do all these things. So I really shoved it down. And there were times, there were years afterwards, years and years afterwards, where I actually, my body would go through a depression and I couldn't figure out why I was in this funk. And then I realized his birthday had either just passed, I had forgotten his birthday, or it was coming up that week. And I was like, how did my body know that? And it was the weirdest thing. And then the guilt of, because Because I don't have, um, he doesn't have a plot. We didn't bury him. We actually spread his ashes over the ocean. There isn't a place that we go and celebrate and like go do a whole thing. That's just not, it wasn't something I wanted to do. And so for me, it was like, I just wanted to go to the beach and always know that my son was there. And that is actually happening with my dad. My dad is asked to, he was asked to be cremated and have his ashes spread over the ocean. So we are actually doing that um, this this spring, and that's going to be amazing. And so now I get to go to the beach and think of both of them. As I got older, I learned how to honor that day with my son. Now I'm, I'm much more aware, like it's always written in my calendar, like I I think of things leading up to that. Um, my girls always acknowledge him um, the brother that they never knew. And I asked myself what I need for that day. Normally I do go to the beach on that day and just, um, we sit and we talk, uh, my husband and I will talk about Linton and, um, he'll let me cry. I think last year I did something where I told you guys, like he cried more than I did. It was so sweet. That's not his son. This was from a different marriage. And so, Um, But now we have a second home in Southern California. So we're at the beach a lot and I'm always thinking of my son. And so this year I just wanted to kind of like take it easy at home and um, and just, you know, do things a little bit differently. So there's no right or wrong of like what you want to do every year. And just because you've done this rote kind of thing every year of like, well, this is when we take flowers and this is where we go here and this is what happens then, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do that every single year. You can change that up and do different things still in an honoring way to that person. And I think that that's okay. I think we get tied into traditions too much where we feel dishonoring if we don't do it exactly the way it's supposed to be done. Um, but you know, sometimes it, you're, it's, it's not optimal and you have to give yourself grace on that. So this year I I took it slow, kind of hung out at home, did a few things and I rested and I just wanted to go lay in bed at six o'clock at night. I just, I wanted to put my pajamas on. I told my husband, I'm not even hungry. Like I just want to go and do some things. I actually had to type up this episode and I said, I'm just going to bring all my books and everything to bed and make some hot tea. Just sit with my feelings for a little bit. And that was really comforting and really nice. And I'm glad that I gave myself that time to do that. And, um, and this year that's what felt right. So in the previous years, we've been, you know, always, we always spend the day at the beach and Carmel and we do a whole lunch and kind of thing. And, and this year I was like, no, that's just not what I want to do this year. 
we will be heading back down to Southern California and we'll probably, I know, we'll go to the beach and we'll probably do a little something again for him there. But I think there's no right or wrong way. And over the years, that's how your healing is. It's like you can just move with where you are in what season you are. You may not even live in the same place anymore of where your child or parent or whoever it was is buried. And so then you have to create new traditions or you would have to fly out there every year. And that's not always possible. And so... So there's just a lot of things, you know, over the years that could change during your healing and none of it is wrong. That's, I'm just giving you that out. None of it is wrong. Just do the healing in the time that is good for you and the way that is good for you and your family and whatever way you guys decide that is the right way for you. One of the things too, over time that I was thinking back on of of in the beginning of this journey when I lost my son is how how is life ever going to be the same again? How is it ever going to um, look good? How how is it? How am I ever going to be happy? And as I've looked through the years, forty years, you guys, forty years of how God has taken me on this journey, and it has not replaced my son. But there's been so much more life, so much more, so many things. I I don't even have enough time to tell you guys all the things, but just. Being able to laugh again, being able to see joy again, being able to find that peace again. There's always going to be a place in your heart where you miss the person you love. Like, that's always going to be an empty void. It's never going to go away. But there is more. And so concentrating on the one time and the one moment and not being able to pull yourself out of that is something that can be very damaging to your health and your mental psyche if you are not prepared to know, you know, it's okay to mourn them, it's okay to miss them, but there is more happiness, there is more joy, there are more calm moments, um, there is more peace. And so finding those things as I look back through the history, it's just like, wow, the, the things that he's done to comfort me, not to take the place of, but just to comfort me to know, like, I see you, dear child, (laughs) you know, it's okay. You know, we're going to, we're going to fill this with some things too, that'll bring you happiness. One of those things was my very first grandchild, which was Costin. When I looked in his eyes, I'm like, my little boy is back. Like there's a little boy in this house again. This is awesome. And so him and I have like such a close relationship, such a crazy relationship. My daughter even says like, I don't know what it is, mom, but there's something about you and Costin. And I'm like, he's my boy. Like, he's great. Like, that has been like a big joy in my life. And so gets me teary every time. Um, So that kid is like, he makes me laugh like no other. And um, he brings joy, (laughs) happy tears. (laughs) He brings joy in my life, and I can't believe all the changes that that 26-year-old me went through, and I just accepted the way life was up until that moment, but after that huge incident in my life happened of having to say goodbye to my firstborn, something in me changed, and I realized that there had to be a shift that had to take place. And I wasn't willing to take the status quo of where my life was anymore. And so 
Um, I would say, like, live your life to the fullest. Search out the things that need to change. Redirect it or leave things that aren't working in your life. That is the lesson I've learned after all this time of healing is that there is more to your life, but you have to go out and really grasp it. In ending this whole episode, I do want to just say a few things. Is like bad things do happen to good people. I, I always get <laughs> perplexed when people go, Why, how could that have happened? There were such good people. I'm like, everyone's good people. There's So who would you have it happen to? Because we're not going to not have it happen. Bad things happen to good people. We have to accept that. There's bad things that will happen on this earth it's not normal. It's not what we should have to deal with. But it unfortunately, that is the reality of our life. Life isn't pretty or fair all the time. And we live in a fallen world. So how do you handle the hard things and still prosper? Uh, my pastor recently did this sermon. And he was talking about standing strong in your faith. And that has been a a really big, huge change in my life over the years. And he said something um, as part of this whole series. And he was saying, he who practices these things will have a strong foundation. So practicing strength in your faith and in your life. And true faith will produce good fruit. So... You have to have a strong foundation to know that even when things fall, when things are falling apart, when you lose some, someone, when, um, when you lose something, when you lose a job, when, you, when things are unfair, it's like have a strong foundation for your life and know that your true faith will produce more fruit. It'll produce good fruit. And part of why I struggled as a young woman is because I didn't know who I was and I was depending on my faith alone and I kept taking all the wrong turns, trying to control everything. And when I realized that my life had purpose, then things started to change. I started reacting in a more softer way, thinking things through a little bit more clearly, stop reacting really fast and sitting back and taking a breath and saying like, how do I actually feel about this or why do I feel this way about that? Some of that is part of the healing process. Like, don't be angry and just bite at everybody, you know, as soon as they come at you. People are going to say dumb things. Time doesn't heal dumb. <laughs> you know, people will still say dumb things from time to time. They don't mean it. It's They don't know. And they're trying to get you to a better place, but they, they can't. No one can except for you. Time heals in the way of the pain is a little less biting it doesn't go away. And so you learn how to have a strong foundation of knowing like, I have more work to do. I have a purpose here. I'm not going to let this slow me down and stop me completely and freeze me. I'm going to work through the trauma and the pain as it comes when I need to. And that's how time heals. So the last thing I just want to tell you is be kind to yourself and, um, especially if you're still just in the beginnings of suffering and ask God to show you like where he wants you to be. Sometimes you just need to sit still. Sometimes he'll just sit right there with you and comfort you. You just cry it out, girl. Don't even, 
try to rush through anything. In time, you will start finding some answers if you ask the right questions. Our lives don't stop from loss. It's just a detour and there is more. So that is my episode for today. I hope that this comforted you in some way. Mostly I just wanted to do this to honor my son, Linton Miles, to um, celebrate 40 dang years of walking through this journey of grief with him and um, just let him know I love him and I love you guys and I hope that you make today a really great day because you guys do have a purpose and I will see you later. Bye peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps!